Oh, yeah. Now we're cooking with gas. (laughs) We're cruising. What if we only talked in um, cliches? Well, I never even considered that. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is moving so slowly. I'm not going to be a banter banter baby today. I'm always a banter baby. You are. You're good at that. On my on my uh, tombstone, it will read: "Here lies Brooke: colon banter Banter baby." baby. Um, how was your fourth? Um, happy weird nationalistic holiday, everyone. For a dying nation. I hope you all, um, relaxed and had hot dogs. I hope you had at least. I actually didn't. And all I wanted yesterday was a damn hot dog. I had a hot dog. Well done. I did not eat very much yesterday at all. That's fine. But you drank a fuckload from the sounds of it. Yes. I had at least (laughs) half a bottle of tequila. That's obscene. Some bourbon, but I didn't spend any money on alcohol except oh. for the except for the tequila that I bought. Well done. I know I really, really was good about my my money. I haven't spent any money. I have lost so much money in the last four days. I cannot even. Oh my tell god! You. Well, you've had like a full adventure. I had uh, something. I was like that is aching, for sure true. aching for you. It was. I I'm like a fairly zen person. I mean, I was tweeting about it as it was starting to unfold, but I'm a big like something will work out. You know, I'm gonna find my way through this. I'll get there eventually. And about halfway through, especially as people were replying to me on Twitter, I was like, oh, this is nuts. Yeah. This is Can probably the worst. Can you tell about what happened? The, the sum, the, I'll tell the story, but the summation of it is that I originally was trying to fly from New York to Chicago, which at most is a two and a half hour flight. The entire journey ended up taking me 40 hours. That's so many. That's a full work That's week. That's a full, yeah, basically. <laughs> In, it's pushed into two days. Yeah. It, um... And it was two days of my four-day weekend, so, like, I had a proper vacation that then was cut in half and was kind of ruined. Okay, so basically, I got to the airport on Friday after... It was a very exciting day to begin with because my sister had a baby in the morning, which is crazy. A little, oh, my, my God, I haven't seen you since Caitlin had know, a baby. isn't that crazy? My little niece, um, Eleonora Grace, Ella for short, was born and she's so cute she's cute and teeny and I can't wait I'm gonna meet her this weekend but so it's a great day and I was so excited to go to Chicago and I got to the airport and they canceled a couple of Delta flights abruptly um they told us it was weather at LaGuardia and we were standing there like watching the sun went down as <laughs> go down as they like canceled our flights oh my god and of course it was the Friday before a before a weekend as Fridays are so there were no like <laughs> commuter flights in the morning and b um, there, it was the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. I got rebooked. The very best thing they could possibly do for me was to route me the next afternoon. So Saturday afternoon through Orlando, That's Florida. So bananas crying. So <laughs> bananas. And I was already like angry tears crying because I just was so excited to be in Chicago and it wasn't going to happen and it wasn't going to happen till the next afternoon. And I was already at LaGuardia. So 14 subway lines were delayed so I had to take a car line home or it would have taken me two and a half to three hours after my flight was delayed and then in the morning I took a car back so that's already just like money down the fucking drain anyway I get to the airport the next day I get on my flight to Orlando and we sit there for three hours so at this that's point literally the amount of time it takes to get to Orlando it is and at the and, and it was the right amount of time for me to know that unequivocally I had definitely missed my flight that was from Orlando from Orlando which meant that Sitting on the tarmac, I could not get off the plane and knew I was flying to Florida for no fucking reason. So you spent the night in... It's a cool airport. I finally got to a hotel at 10.30 that night. I had left my apartment at noon. I woke up at 2 a.m. because they rebooked me the next morning for a flight. I can't believe... If anyone's still listening to this, I can't (laughs) believe it. But they rebooked me. I couldn't even get a direct flight to Chicago. They rebooked me through Atlanta at 5 a.m. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. So, well, it gets worse. So, at 4 a.m. It gets worse? It gets worse. It actually gets significantly worse. This next part is like... My fault is the problem, but it was because I lost a night of sleep. 4 a.m., I get up. I go oh, to the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get through security. I go to my terminal. I, I sit down to take a little nap, and I go to look for my look at my ticket to make sure I know the time and realize that the tiny extra bag that I had been carrying inside my bag with my tickets, my debit card, my ID, my brand new New York ID that I just got, my monthly Metro card, which I realized this morning when I got back into the city, my headphones and $80 had disappeared in the like like 15 feet between security and my gate. 
there was a tram I had to take. Oh so I my. took it back. I like did the rounds like six times. I went back and talked to TSA agents. No one had seen it. The lost and found didn't open until seven after my flight took off. I finally made it back to the gate and they'd closed the doors on my flight. So the woman rebooked me on a standby. I wasn't even sure I was going to get on a flight to Atlanta. She was like, here's the problem. We don't have a single seat on a flight to Atlanta today, but I can get you on standby and you can probably get on. So I finally got on one. And then in Atlanta, I took a plane to Chicago. Very sweet friends of mine picked me up in Chicago. And I finally made it to my destination literally 40 hours after I had first gone to the airport on Friday. So now you don't have an ID. I have no idea where the fuck it went because I walked in a strain, straight line, got on a tr- got on a tram, and then walked in a straight line, and then realized like tops twenty minutes later, and it's four a.m. There's no one in the, no airport. One in the airport. Anyway, yeah. So that's my horror saga story. Also, Delta, who I was talking to on the phone on Twitter on a bunch because I was tweeting about it. The fact that it. you like got stuff done through Twitter is my favorite thing. Twenty seventeen. It's so fun. I got tweeted at by Chipotle once. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And and I got I said something about how I should go to the gym, and this like gym chain was like, "Hey Brooke, of course, come try the gym." (laughs) I wonder if they're successful at recruiting people like that ever. Willy Wonka, uh, the Broadway musical, tweeted at me. That's very exciting. Um, The Cirque du Soleil one tweeted at me because I won a lottery ticket to it and went by myself and tweeted about it. Paramore? Paramore. That's what it was called. I know. I was really mad I didn't go with you to that. I know. I wish you hadn't. Um, I didn't get to see it and I was closed. Yeah. Tell me about your fourth. I. That was not this. I was in Connecticut. Living the dream. I. Pool floats galore. Sat on some pool floats. I ate a lot of bread. I ate a lot of pasta. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I had a homemade lobster. It was very... Yes. I only wore soft clothes. That's um the sign of a really good weekend. And I'm like a nice toasty brown. You are like ready for summer. I'm tan. Yeah. And then yesterday, You've I baked... Been lightly roasted. Lightly roasted. I made banana cupcakes with a brown butter cream cheese frosting. And I drank a lot of tequila. Uh, cream cheese frosting is my weakness. I really like don't have a sweet tooth anymore. But cream cheese frosting is one of those things that like I could eat by the spoonful well, until it's I like literally threw up. basically like banana bread with cream cheese on it. Mm. Cream cheese frosting on it. I love, my mom makes um, incredible banana bread. Everybody's mom I know, makes incredible. No, I mean like I'm sure your mom's It's great. a mom thing, definitely. My mom doesn't, but my, <laughs> but like. My, my ex's mom made it my that's sister's so ex's mom made it I think it. that's a thing like when you have a child you're like well now I've got to spend time developing my perfect <laughs> banana bread recipe I'm like what is with banana bread I know and hers it freezes really well too so it's mm-hmm. the perfect thing because you can just like make huge batches and keep it but I love like a, to toast a slice of banana bread and put some fucking cream cheese on it and that is oh, one well of those then combos you'll like these cupcakes. exactly so listen you're just telling me things I like to hear and eat <laughs> <laughs> I also woke up at 4 a.m. today to fly home and go to work which is why I'm so tight because I've lost two I've had two hour nights of sleep twice in four days that's crazy because I slept for a minimum of 10 hours every (laughs) night don't fucking talk I ghosted every single night because I was like I'm gonna go to bed anyway this is a weird episode hi Bridget hi Brooke Hi, everybody. Hello. In case you were wondering where you... I always say, like, where, where you, you are. are. Where, where your ears are at. Welcome to Splat. The podcast. Where me, Brooke. And me, Bridget. Talk about sex in the city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. I, the other day, opened our website, which Brooke has been working on, which is amazing. Uh-uh. Which is amazing. Oh, Squarespace tweeted at me because I was like, fuck Squarespace. <laughs> this isn't easy. It's not live yet, and so we're not going to give it to you, but I was looking at it just out of curiosity <laughs> and <laughs> opened it and opened our bio page and looked at it and well, I was not like, only what? Did it, says, it says 20 years what did it? It's well, I was like, what's wrong with this? It took me a second. And then I literally started laughing at my desk and had to send a photo to Brooke because she's been talking for weeks about how she can't get this right. <laughs> you know, which is like cute bit. But then on our fucking website, <laughs> it said 10 years later and 20 years younger. Which means that it's. it's which means we're 13 and it's 20, <laughs> 2010 right now. 2010? You mean 2007? I mean, we're estimating. Yeah, whatever. Math. I love to be confident about being right in things I'm not right about. Welcome to this podcast. (laughs) Where we make up facts. Where we are always 100% correct. And if you question us, we'll have none of it. 
Um, I'm finally watching The Handmaid's Tale because I finished you? Chuck. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. There's that part where she's like, Alfred, do you want a cookie? And oh, I went out Elvis? loud to myself. Meow. That's cute. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I don't think I have emotional space to watch it yet. It feels a little too close to home. And I read and loved the book. I read and loved the book in high school. But I've heard from people, which I'm sure you can confirm, that it's just, it's been modernized so that it's even more realistic. It's very scary. Anyway. Um, you know what else I did this weekend? What? I watched the Sex and the City 2 movie. I you did. I did fall asleep before the last 20 minutes, but I was told it happened. And it's a fucking banger. Really? Abu Dhabi looks amazing. <laughs> I bet it's exactly like it's portrayed in the film, too. I just, I was like, they look amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cynthia Nixon is. When did it come out? When was it made? I, it wasn't that long ago. No, I think it was like 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think I've seen scenes from that one also. TBH, everyone loves Sex in the City. Honestly, it comes up every every day, every day, everywhere. It I had no idea because it wasn't something I ever talked about. Mm-hmm. But when it comes up, everyone in the area too like whips their head around and has feelings about it. Also, like I feel like I think about my life now and and like it. Oh, definitely. I'll like you even I texted you something about my shenanigans and I you're have like a, yeah very 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 sex like, in the city oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have a story for you specifically that i will not tell on this podcast but all i could think about was that it was sex in the city Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna make you laugh and also cry a little no i just feel bad because you know the people involved and you're gonna no 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 never mind Ooh, you shouldn't have said that on air. It's all i'm gonna be thinking about i know it's no it's literally like an experience that happened to me it's not going to, it's just going to be funny to you. That's all. Anyway, we're moving on. This is a crazy episode, guys, because the theme of it is just like death, death and things <laughs> dying. Four, what is it? Four weddings and a funeral. That's a movie. Four women and a funeral, right? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Episode 205. Four women and a funeral. Also, as I was watching this, as I was, op- as I like skipped forward, um, you skipped through, forward through the opening. Oh, the bus scene. Yeah, I saw Chris Noth's name come up, and I was like, "All right, he's back. Here we go." Oh, yeah, in a weird way. In a weird way, but also I was just like, "Ah, I see. Here at this, here we oh, are." But like, get ready. It's gonna get intense. I um, I like to get comfortable. Shall here. we dive in? Let's do it. I did a dive on a pool. <laughs> oh, I'm envious. Although I did get to be in a pool yesterday very briefly, Ugh. which was you nice. You looked beautiful yesterday. Thank you. I was very happy. And it was like the one perfect day I got out of this like crazy ass weekend. And I was so happy to be. I, I was. was like a great millennial. I went to the river and I watched the fireworks. Mm. I've never yes. done that. Um, I've never done it. Actually, I've watched it from a roof here, but I've never like. I don't love to be in masses of people. I was so drunk that I just went with the crowd. Yeah, that's actually kind of not a bad way to go if you have to. Yeah. I mean, I love baking and drinking margaritas during America holidays. Yeah. We used to do it in, in my apartment in college. We would do pancakes and margaritas for like Labor oh, Day. Oh, that's perfect. July, Everything. Day. Any kind of like day, like a darty, darty har- holiday. Darty. Um. All right, here we go. Four women and a funeral. So the funeral that starts this whole thing off is a designer friend of theirs who's named Javier, who has died of the most 90s thing, which was heroin. Heroin. Oh, wait. So she's holding a newspaper with his obituary on it. Um, But the back of the newspaper says, tragic ironies on Holocaust Day. What? (laughs) I was like... What a headline. Also, what a weird mock-up headline in a fake newspaper. I was like, what? The show sometimes is bizarre. Um, But Samantha shows up because Carrie mentions that there's only two times that it's appropriate to wear a little black dress. And it's a walk of shame and a funeral. Which is funny because a walk of shame necessitates you wearing the dress the night before, which would be a third valid reason to wear the dress out, which would Going just be out. like a night out. I but that was I had a fun thing today because I was like I babysat this morning, so mm-hmm. I was like up around like nine whatever. Yeah. And I just like saw a lot of people like dressed very much in red, white and blue. <laughs> you were like just mm-hmm. I was like, You guys are all coming from somewhere you don't somewhere. live. 
I wonder what happened. Um, but Samantha shows up in like full blue giant hat. She looks like she's going on like a picnic and not to a funeral. An which, Easter. Of course. Carrie's like, what are you doing? There's this quote about how in New York you're always more popular when you're not around, which I thought was interesting. Um, Carrie's like, it's inappropriate to go to a funeral dressed flashily. And she and Charlotte are the only two. Oh, yeah, they get to the funeral. Um, they're both in like demure black and then they get to the funeral and everyone is decked out in his designs in Javier's designs. Like it's a, like it's a fashion show. And and then Charlotte's like, give me your hat to Samantha. So Samantha loans her this like big, beautiful flopsy hat she has, which will become flopsy, mopsy and contail, which will become an important plot point later, this hat. So don't you forget about it. This hat asterisk important. Mm hmm. Keep and they're it. like complaining about their heels being stuck. And her wife, his wife, his wife, his sister, his sister, I think, gives a eulogy. <laughs> you think I don't know what a ukulele is? I watched Zoolander this weekend. Did you? That's like top five favorite for me. I just like think feedback is such a funny like thing that people use. Is like like why does no one know how to use a microphone? Yeah, seriously. She's very fashionable. This sister, and she talks about how they're going to start. Um, in his honor, they're going to start like a recovery house for people who are in the industry, the fashion industry, which honestly is like a cool idea. Plays in I'm into responsibly, it. is like a thoughtful. I mean, if you're going to make this about someone dying from heroin, like I guess that's a good way to spin that plot point. Samantha's like, I'm going to PR for Javier House. Which is this house that they're, this recovery house that they're building. And in Mary Poppins fashion, Charlotte's hat blows off and hits a gravestone. And, and is picked up by a very hot widower. Yeah. Do we think he's Yoinka? I wrote Yoinka, but yeah, I think he's a little. I think he's a little Yoinka. My instinct wasn't like, oh, you're hot, but then when you look at his face, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, his little smirky face. Yeah, yeah I'm into him. You know what I think is funny is that immediate someone carries like you met someone at a funeral and Charlotte's like he went to Princeton and I'm like okay when how you? in the like five minute conversation that you're talking about his dead you're like wife, where's your degree from where did you are you in okay Ivy? so Brooke just dropped an important plot point oh, the hat blew into a headstone which was of this guy's dead, dead wife. wife death number two dead wife alert dead wife so he's a widower. Um, she's going to go get a drink with him. She is. Also, um, when Samantha says she's going to do PR for the Javier house, Carrie's like, that's unusually nice of you. And Samantha's like, oh, no, no, no. I wanted to use all of their contacts and everything and exploit them. Savage. <laughs> Savage. That's her. Um, so, it's sorry. It's noises. she died. Yeah. So, so Charlotte is like deep in with this man already because her her thing you know how like one of them was a handyman she loved that this one she thinks because he's gone through this exquisite grief of losing a wife she thinks he's going to be like mr sensitive that it's like he can commit we know he's going to commit and we know Samantha's he's like into wi- yeah into date of divorcee right mm-hmm. and then carrie brings up big also carrie in this episode is wearing that like classic carrie um name necklace mm-hmm. and a friend of mine this weekend julie um sent me a snapchat and was like my grandmother just made me <laughs> sarah jessica parker and it was just a screenshot of a um that necklace with her name on it obviously but i want one should we people, get them yeah why not caitlin could <gasps> we'll talk to caitlin we'll talk um, meanwhile across town across town we see miranda Miranda? And Miranda, this is a strange. This is so strange, but like, so Miranda's ab- about to buy an apartment. Like full purchase for herself, an apartment. Because she's a bomb ass lawyer and she can. And she fucking can. And the theme through this episode is everyone she comes in contact with regarding the apartment just cannot get over the fact that she like doesn't have a man attached to her. Yeah, like you're buying this for yourself or her dad her that, paying for it. That like, was the worst part. She, it's That'll very come later. Strange. But she's like, no, it's just for me. No, it's just for me. Over and over to these people. Yeah. Also, it's just me. It's just me. I was like, why? I had a moment where I was like, why isn't Samantha selling her this house? And I was like, oh, no, no. She just fucked those realtors. She's yeah, not a realtor. Yeah. So Miranda getting this apartment. Um, and this is clearly going to be her cross <laughs> to bear. But Carrie. <laughs> I said, smoking inside I said her this LBD. all coming back to me moment. Right. Like, it's like that Celine Dion. Okay, wait. So she picks up the newspaper again, right? Is this it? Is yeah, this going to be it? it? She holds it up and it says, oh tragic ironies on Holocaust Day. What could that be? 
fake about even what did they write that fake are they supposed like i or maybe it was a real newspaper that they then i just like why would you zoom in on that yeah okay weird so she does a thing that i totally didn't fucking expect she calls big just to say just to say hi like such a normal like we are maybe gonna have some kind of relationship whether romantic or not just like we're gonna be people in each other's lives and He's like totally responsive on the other under, other end of the phone. He does his little like banter thing where he really makes her work for it. But they agree to have dinner. They agree to have dinner. And, but then immediately she like leaps to it being like a date. Yeah. Like Carrie does her classic Carrie thing where she jumps like six steps. Throughout this whole thing. And then she tries to jump like eight steps back. And then she, you're just like, what are you doing, girlfriend? I had made a Saturday night date. And in 30 seconds we had... Resuscitated, yeah. Resuscitated, resuscitated. In under thirty seconds, we had resuscitated a relationship that had taken six months to die. Um, yeah, I can't. And uh, I was kind of like, I, you know, I, I, I did have a moment. Where I, I'm sort of like reconnecting is the wrong word, but like open to like a friendship with an ex in a way that I haven't been in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it. Well, I would say also though, to caveat before you finish this, that both of us had really similar circumstances where there was an a sort of ex who we weren't with anymore, but who both of us were like, at some point, this is something that my heart wants. And that I think might happen again. And then eventually to like, let go of that. Oh, but that's not even what I'm talking about. Right. But I mean, like the the possibility to resuscitate something in 30 seconds feels real because when you're constantly like this might come back or like, I secretly hope it will, or I'm not being honest with myself. I get that from Carrie, but you're also like that. You didn't agree to go on a date. Well, it's amazing. I I also understand how like a a million years can go by Yeah, and you can like someone who you've had a significant, I mean, they did date for like a year. As we learned. So (laughs) someone you, you had like a significant. Like, if you've been in love with them, like, to remember why. Like, you right. know, even if you aren't actively in love with them, like, there's a reason why you fell in love with them. Right. Um, I totally, like, think that's a human thing. I think to leap from, like, having dinner. I think you can have dinner with an ex without it being a date. And they haven't even had dinner yet, too. That's she, why she's I, resuscitated it with, like, a 30-second like, phone call. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, like, there's a difference between, like, seeing a person and feeling a resuscitation, if you will, versus, like... I'm hammering this word home now. I love it. We got it. We're resuscitating it. Yeah. Um, resuscitating my soul. I'm CPR trained, so I can resuscitate. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, ha, ha, ha. Huh. Staying alive, staying alive. That scene in the office when they do the, <laughs> the training and <laughs> Dwight cuts the face off the mannequin. But at first she's like, um, do you know this song? And Michael's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he starts singing a completely <laughs> different song. Love the office. Did you see that hot picture of him? Yeah, he looks like a fucking fox. A stone cold fox. Anyway. anyway. So Samantha is working her Javier house board with this man and obviously it's samantha so who's like a wealthy dude who's gonna he's gonna like what support the he's funding it basically richard cranwell call me dick call me dick the show's subtleties are numerous and samantha loves a a married man she does which is interesting that's the catch right he says call me dick and she says dick and then um, they start to make out. Very quickly. She's with pretty much no preamble whatsoever. Preamble. They're making out. Do you mm-hmm. work in a law office? <laughs> Shut up. So no, s- I work on the Constitution. Hey. Mm. <laughs> um, did you see yesterday NPR? So fucking NPR. I'm sorry. This is like a. You, you've probably seen this, I hope, anyone. But this, it's amazing. This episode is all over the place. But it like, is. we Whatever. love us and we love you. <laughs> We're all over the place. Um, NPR tweeted well every year they in some form put out the declaration of independence on the 4th of july and this year it was like a little targeted at like someone who may or may not be our president and by targeted they mean they literally just tweeted it out tweet by tweet the declaration of independence which seems targeted but the funniest thing was people but it's not funny it's the fuck scary out people were Trump like supporters were like Oh, you're calling for like insurrection and revolution and like against, please don't do this. You know, like, thank God you're being defunded. And it's like, guys, <laughs> this literally <laughs> this is, is the document of the country that you think you're going to like bring back to greatness and you can't even. <sighs> anyway, it was very funny. Trump and you should look up the NPR Twitter. Listening to if our podcast, want. 
Get the fuck out. Honestly, I don't really want to beat around the bush. I don't care. If you, I hate him. If you voted for him, you contributed to a lot of mess. <laughs> so, hey, welcome to Splat. We have opinions. Also, I'm Jewish. That's <laughs> true. And we're women and have a lot of good reason to and not be on board with this. we can't orgasm for meditation. <laughs> Neither of us. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> I think I have. I have before. Um, I'm sure everyone does at least once. You never forget. Your sh- I hope. I hope that for all those women out there, unless they're not having penetrative sex, in which case, like, do your own thing, girl. <laughs> Chase those orgasms elsewhere. <laughs> don't go chasing. Actually, do go chasing orgasms. Anyway. Chase orgasms. Don't chase waterfalls. Do not mix it up. <laughs> Devastating consequences if you do. No to waterfalls. <laughs> yes to orgasms. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Okay. Just just stick to There's it. There's like bad jokes in this <laughs> that I just can't even continue to make because we're just, it's too easy. Anyway. So Sandy Crammel walks in and is like, you are. Who is married to the man who was. Dick. She, d- to Dick. She and just she's goes, like. Get out. So this episode, death is not just about death of humans. It's about death of relationships. It's about death, death of people. Of it's about death power. of social power, which is, becomes Samantha's crisis. Um. So Miranda is like signing her contract for this house. And the, this is when the, oh, I hate this. the gross dude who's finishing the deal with her. The single woman box. This scene is literally He's like, horrific. so is your. Check the single woman box. And the down payment's coming from your father. No, just me. Check the single woman box. It's, um. It's disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. I hate it. I hate and it I'm all. And I'm sure it's not far off from reality. I'm 100%. sure this exact thing has happened to many women, honestly. Maybe not so much it wouldn't anymore, but I'm sure in this time. It's awful. It makes me angry. It makes me violent. It makes me disgusted. Yeah, she's, and she like takes a deep breath and handles it, but then she really doesn't. It like goes deep because it's this weird like, oh my God, you Miranda could never own this thing on your own. goes crazy this episode. Well, she has, we'll get to it, I guess. Um, also this this brunch is my favorite brunch they're literally eating cake and having bloody marys and i am like hi thank you yeah it looks delicious okay so they have a conversation where um first of all something i loved was that samantha said to miranda who's worried about being single if you were a single man i'd date you and i was like there you go miranda yeah she was you wanted your friends to date you so stressed (laughs) about it um and Charlotte says everyone needs a man. I do love when they call each other out. Yes. I, I, they, it's my, it's like a true, it takes a real friend to call out a friend. Absolutely. Right? And in fact that, yeah, the, I think the people who are my best and like realist friends are the ones who are honest with me. If like I do something or, you know, like misstep or whatever, because if you don't have, if you don't have people you can count on to like be straight with you then you're kind of just like navigating by yourself. It's so important to have people who are going to be like, hey, take a step back and look at the." Especially because if you start, if you get deep enough into a mistake and then suddenly it's far beyond you and the consequences are so much bigger. Like think of the, to have one person step in and maybe be uncomfortable for like 20 seconds to avoid, you know, you making mistakes. Like that's an invaluable thing. Yeah. I th- I think the fact that they have that kind of relationship with each other is partially why it's so powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so the woman comes over and is like, sorry, Samantha, your card isn't accepted. Why one of the other women doesn't just pay? Because then they just right. dine and dash. Well, that's the other funny thing is that I was like, why did they wait until the end of this meal? Because if Samantha's been socially ostracized, they knew who she was when she came in. Yeah. Why weren't they just like, you can't eat here? Because now they've gotten a free meal. And the woman is like, no, you don't understand. Your card, your card and you. is not accepted here. And I'm like, why is Samantha paying for their all of their brunch, like QT? But also, like, True. why doesn't one of the other women be like, okay, I'll pay? Yeah. Like, why does the restaurant rather have them not in there? Yeah. Oh, she throws cash on the table. I missed that. Oh, 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 oh. I missed that, too. It's a weird, it's, it's like not so weird for them because she does pay. It's weirder for the restaurant. It's like, if this was a thing you were going to do, why would you wait until they've had a whole meal? In 10, in 12 hours, Samantha went from A-list to blacklist. To blacklist. So this woman whose husband she made out with has basically made it so she can't get into any clubs. She can't go anywhere. Um, okay, Charlotte's relationship with this widow is weird. It's very weird. She dives in really fast. She and like, then on their first date, he like... like 
shows her photos and she's like she's so beautiful i wouldn't be able to kiss him after he was like let's look at my wife yeah it's a little weird because then so they go out onto the street and he like has a little bit of a breakdown and she's like into it yeah where he's like so sad about his wife being dead. Like, being dead. Cannot emphasize that she is dead. She's dead. He's been showing her photos to the woman he's on the date with. He's crying in front of her. And then they make out. And then they have sex. And then it's crazy. <laughs> also, a question I love to ask is, um, what season do you think that it is? No idea. They could have been. It could have been Easter. It could well, have been I have, winter. Gonna, uh, is Do we think it's sort of roughly correlated with when they came out? Like during the year? Because they would have been filmed at different times. I'll tell you that International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Oh my God. Is January 27th. Genius. So if that has any relevance on this bearing, then. It's January. It's January. Or a little bit after. A little underdressed for January, I'd say. They do. So who knows if that's accurate or not. Magic words to Charlotte's ears. So weird. It's, yeah. This guy is like wooing her with her his dead wife. And his grief. And it's working. Not even just his grief. Because his grief is a potent part of it for Charlotte. But he's literally like using his dead wife Whoa. as like a tangible object. And then they go home and have sex. And there's like. A picture a f- of her. Framed photos of her by the bed and everything. It's weird for him. It's weird for Charlotte. Just like something about it's off. If I'd stopped to think about it when I was watching this, I could have fully predicted the ending of this episode, but I didn't, which was kind of uh, exciting. The night under the watchful eyes, eyes of, of a, a dead, dead woman. woman. They like cannot not. Ned came back to life twice. twice. Also doesn't look like very good sex. Charlotte, Funny, um, Charlotte has boring sex. Well, it's true, but unless the scene is about what's happening with sex, it's always guy on top, two thrusts, shot is over, you know? It's funny. You're like, ah, yes, this is the sex shot. It does not look like January. It looks like March, maybe. April even. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're all wearing great coats. She's in Burberry. Charles in Burberry. Um, Miranda and Carrie are kind of like, what? Um, what, uh, So this widower. (laughs) And she thinks it's meant to be because her hat. Charlotte is like arguing that the hat blowing into the headstone is like. And the woman likes photo is like blessing. Sarah Jessica Parker looks amazing. She's yeah. wearing like leggings and like a red like cinched for the gods. Cinched for the gods. She has two episodes. Of, I mean, sorry, two outfits in this episode. This one and there's one other which I'll freak out about when it happens. So but they were amazing like and very today too. About her, excuse me, non-date date with Pig. And she ready to jump back into a life with Big in it. She's like, this is like proposal or bust this dinner. <laughs> yeah, which is also funny because like. I mean, more. I'm not saying she shouldn't have done this, but like, bitch, you called him. I wrote down. If you were not ready for this, maybe you could have given it some more time. What I, did you say? Is Carrie ever not smoking a cigarette? No. Almost, almost exclusively. I also just wrote, smoking. this is going to be a disaster. It's, um, it doesn't seem like a good setup. Well, they're just like already so sexual. They're like on top of each other. And Which... Like, I mean, have you ever, have you felt that with people who you've like are no longer involved with and then you see them physically and you're just like, there's always going to be this thing. Who, me? (laughs) Was that a point of question (laughs) that I knew the answer to? No, never. (laughs) So like, I get this. I'm not a sexual person (laughs) at all. No, 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 no. I hate sex. Yeah, me too. Um, Because you can kind of get, I mean, that's where her assuming it's a date. You're like, I mean, all right, because... You had a feeling that you guys would see each other and it would be this kind of spark flying. Their faces are literally two inches apart. Yeah. They're bantering. They're making they, out. Yeah. They go back to his place Ugh, and they start making hurts. out. I know. Well, then, I also just got butterflies because they you? are so cute oh. together. They do have some sweet banter in this dinner that Their I like more than... chemistry is also like yeah. palpable. Yeah. I was... Um, she's talking about... Um, well, so she freaks out and leaves, which is honestly, I get the it. most. I, I do too, but it's the most carry thing to have called him, set it up, made it made more it than happen, it was, and then be the one who's like, "I can't do this." Have you ever had a moment where you like thought you were ready to face something, like an? Uh, I mean, I guess specifically with relationships in this case, but like thought you were ready to do it, and then like completely melted down after because I have. Um. <laughs> yes, this is maybe like a slightly different. Um, this was like before, this isn't exactly the same, but, um, it's kind of comparable before I was like 
really dating someone two years ago, um, we kind of had like a casual couple of months and there was a friend of mine who, if I'd thought harder about it, I would have been like, Oh, he's definitely interested. Um, but he was a really good friend of mine and I was not interested in that happening. And then went to go watch a movie at his place that we've been talking about watching forever. And I knew the minute I arrived, it was the wrong thing because I was like, Oh, we're on different pages and I don't know how to get out of this. So I like sat on the couch, like doing no, um, no, like physical contact anything and then he ended up kissing me and I was like I really can't do this and I'm it's you know I'm I'm sorry I was not more clear because if I thought about it you know if I'd put the pieces together I knew that's what was happening but and then I freaked out after because I felt so bad because I felt like I'd seen it I'd known it I couldn't do it and it was like why did I put myself in that position yeah I remember when when my like long-term boyfriend and I started dating we like he was a he was abroad for for the first like three months and, oh, we, that's and, right. and when he left we were like we're not gonna like label this as this like I was like I don't want to start my like first thing like with you gone for three months like let's be open to it but then I could have hooked up with someone and we were like I was like literally in his room and then you were like no and I was like I cannot yeah. and he was like why and I was like I castle cannot tell you yes yeah <laughs> like, yep. and he was like what and okay. I was like I have to go. It's wrong. And then I like freaked out and I sent like a frenetic, e- frenetic? Yeah, that works. Email being like, I think exclusivity. I just Aww. like. Sometimes it- you need that moment though to tell you. Yeah. It's funny because those are not dissimilar stories. It was just that like we went into them with different intentions and neither were wrong. No. But we both got into them and we're like, now this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like sometimes it takes something yeah, so I don't, I don't blame Carrie in this at all. I don't blame, especially it's with just an very ex, Carrie. it's very tricky. Yeah. It's like, it's like, is she willing to like, like big is obviously like, we've seen her, it's emotional. She's like a little. He's different than anyone else we've seen her be with. She it's loses clear. herself with him a little bit, yeah. which like can be amazing, but also like, she's right. Like opening yourself up to that again is like maybe like um setting off a grenade and like waiting like i feel like the theme with big as i'm finding this watch is like all about minds mm-hmm. like she is like re- is she ready to like enter the minefield right you know she talks about how um their their relationship is the site of so many little deaths oh which is an interesting yeah. thought and feeling and also a little sad but that's like we've talked about that before but like the it's like, like the emotional minefield of the city yeah yeah yeah. but then a, a relationship like kind of having its own map is interesting too so then we cut to samantha who like just can't get in anywhere even for the javier house benefit that she may or may not have planned right it's unclear what's happening and she's like physically ousted um Miranda <laughs> this is really funny this is like the the heavy-handed cleverness of this show mm-hmm. that's so funny but Miranda meets a neighbor of hers who's like <laughs> this crazy old woman who's really funny and she's like oh I'm so excited to have someone with some life she's an older woman and she's like in the building there's um, a little life to the place she's like the last woman who lived here was you know she was older and she kept to herself and then she tells Miranda Ruthie kept pretty much to herself <laughs> never married uh-huh. She uh, died in there, you know. She did? Oh, yes. It was a week before anyone realized she passed. Rumor has it the cat ate half her face. Which is so funny. I'm like, of course, the very last thing Miranda needs or wants to hear. I'm pretty sure so someone specific. died in the apartment I lived in, in, in my first apartment here. Really? Yeah. They did were you like, feel it? No, they told us. Lauren and I were Whoa. like, meep boop. Yeah. That's a meat move. <laughs> so, so Miranda like overfeeds her cats and like, oh, and, and, and then, then she chokes on a piece of what, cashew chicken. Yeah. And she thinks she's going to die right then and there. And she's like, no one is here to help no me. No one. Is I had that this fear. Is a, this is actually something I've been terrified of. Choking alone. Yeah. Yeah. For is sure. It's like a real, it's like a, a deep fear of mine. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's horrifying. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. She uh, she runs into the kitchen and, and like falls over the counter and it like pops out of her mouth. Yeah, it's amazing. Also makes me want orange. That's chicken. also what you're supposed to do because you can basically perform the Heimlich on yourself on like a chair or something. And so she's it does it by accident, but no, I think she does it on purpose. You think? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. She like runs into a box. Yeah. Oh, dumb Carrie is screening her. Look clothes. at this fucking oh, this romper. romper. It's I'm amazing. obsessed with it. I Both wrote- of us would wear. A version of I this. Hi. It's like has like cute sl- capped sleeves, it's buttons all the way up, yeah, and it's, it's like so ahead of the times 
but the most me outfit I've ever seen her in, honestly. Miranda has just like a full meltdown. Full I don't blame her. She's gonna die alone. It's so sad, and and Carrie's like, "Do you want me to come?" And Miranda's like, "No, I'm fine." It wasn't, but she's not. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing. This is one of those moments where the show begins to address something that's fascinating to see on screen. And then they do no resolution work with it, really. I think they do resolution work with it. A little bit, but it's like they go away, you know, which is not. She's out on. Miranda? Yeah. No, no, no. She has a full panic attack. That's what I mean. And then, but then sh- her panic attacks are just healed at the end of the episode. Oh. She just overcomes them, which like is not how that works. When you I have do a panic like that scene with them in the hospital. Me though. too, a lot. We'll get there. We will. Um,. Samantha goes to talk to the woman who's blacklisted her, whose husband she made out with, and tried to have, like, a civil conversation. Oh, this is above the woman. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You're very right. Shippy shipment. <laughs> she says she sees her has her whole sex life flashing ahead of her. Yeah, because she asks, and, and shippy shipment is like, didn't you make out with my husband? And Samantha's like, <laughs> I don't yes. know. I probably did. And um, she's like, I think you made your own bed, and you need to lie in it. And you're good at that, aren't you, Samantha? And Samantha has this amazing speech. Look, what do you want me to say, Shibby? That I'm a whore? That I've slept with every man in New York and some in Brooklyn? All right. Maybe I have. Is that what it's going to take? Okay, I'm a big whore. Now, will you help me? It's so good. I love Samantha. She has some real depth to her in these moments. These vulnerable moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she has them way more than I expected. Mm -hmm. Me too. And it's clear that they're not going to be pals by the end of this. So Samantha stands up and leaves. And then she says, will you help me? And the woman goes, I don't think so, which is tragic. So Samantha on the way out the door says, I only grabbed your husband's ass at that party because I was drunk. And I was like, not as good of an excuse or final line as you think it is. Flat preppy ass. (laughs) His flat preppy ass. Because I was drunk is not like a searing comeback. That's just like. You being like, yes, I did that thing to your husband because I drank. <laughs> so Miranda's like back on it. She's out in the street. And then she has a full, a full panic attack. panic attack because she's afraid of dying alone. They do this interesting thing that's so 99 where they sometimes do this when other things are happening, like when someone's drunk, where they do this like kooky, spinny camera work. And I was like, she's having a panic attack. She's like over and she like almost gets hit by a cab and she like freaks out. And then she out. gets the next one and goes to the hospital. To the hospital. Where Carrie calls, where Carrie comes. Comes. She literally calls to the hospital. Columbia Presbyterian Hospital, please. And it's like, I love this moment. It's really sweet. It's like, A, just that Carrie's just there for her. But she's like, you can always call me. And Miranda's like, you screen your calls. It's different. I can't, which is like, obviously wouldn't happen in 2017 because we have cell phones and texts and caller IDs. Yeah. So So I do screen. It's just a lot easier. (laughs) But then she could text me and be like, I'm having a panic. But also if you saw that it was me. Right. I'd be like. You probably would be more inclined to answer than if it was like an unknown number. I literally do not pick up the phone for unknown numbers. It's something that a lot of people. I know do and for some it's like one of those things I cannot bring myself to do I used to do it in Evanston when if it was in Evanston because I was scared yeah that something had happened to someone I care about yes and now I know because I got that trapped I get too. one time I picked up and I was fucked and then you up. got trapped I was fucked up and it was the fucking alumni association <laughs> trying to get but money I didn't out of know, you but it was like this nice young kid who was like oh, you were a theater major? I'm a theater major. And like just started asking me all these questions and like for advice. And I talked to him for, I'm not joking, 45 minutes. And I was like so stoned that I was like, this is so nice. And then you were like, I can't give you money. And then he was like, also, I'm with the Alumni Association and can you give me money? And I went, Oh my God, no! <laughs> I was like, "You think after this you conversation, you just got called to have a yeah? You think I have that? Money? I have money, please, bitch." <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. He didn't want to be talking to people either, trying to solicit money out of them. That's probably way more helpful. Um. Oh, it's the emergency contact. Allison is always my emergency contact. Is she? Mm-hmm. See, I have it easy in the city. Mara is mine because mm-hmm. she's a sibling and a roommate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes it easy. Oh, that must be nice. Who knows? Me. I know. It's really <laughs> nice. It's the best ever. Um, they also, it's funny because they're having this conversation in the hospital and Miranda's like, I had to spend $500 of my salary for this hospital visit. And I was like, wow, what is the version of this in 2017 where you don't have health care, you can't show up in the emergency room. 
Anyway. Uh, let me this cut. is. I hate this. Gross. So we get to the. We're in the um the well, graveyard. He, well, because Ned, the guy who Charlotte's seeing, has invited her to a memorial service, like a wake. Yeah. Uh, like a, I don't know if he does this annually or what, because she's been dead for a little while, for his wife, his dead wife, and then the weirdest thing happens. Three people, three three other women show up with lilies in black for this moment, and it's clear he's been using his dead wife to get women. And you know what I think is funny? All of these women have black cars, just like chilling and waiting for them in the graveyard. It's like, huh? who are you? Well, the weirder thing is. Why he thought he could have them all show up in the same place and no one would realize. Yeah. It's just a, it's a dumb move. Ned, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. And then Mer- Samantha is like doing charity work for the Javier house. She decides if she can't do PR, she's going to literally build it. This scene is so funny. Is this, is this really what, are they really saying she meets Leonardo DiCaprio doing this? They So they have this shot of a guy with his, his head backlit so hard it's, you can't see his face. It literally doesn't even look like the shape of Leonardo N- DiCaprio. Not even a little bit close. And he holds out his hand to Miranda. Samantha. It says, Samantha. Sorry, Samantha. It says the nightmare is over. Leonardo DiCaprio had brought Samantha back It's to her life. rebirth. So like the theme of both of both of these is death and rebirth. And rebirth. Yeah. And. Oh, and then we cut to Miranda. So, so, so supposedly she's going to be with Leonardo DiCaprio and he's going to get her back into these yeah, social Yeah, he, he bumps her back up to the A-list. Which is the funniest tiny plot device that we'll never return to. That is hilarious. It's a, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Miranda, they fucked her application up and they said that she was separated from a husband who doesn't exist. And so she has to write to them to tell them she's single. And she almost has another panic attack and then she like... Talks herself them. down and the panic attacks are done forever, which is the thing where I'm just like, I love that we're talking about this on screen. That mm-hmm. is not at all how that works for real life well, people. Maybe panic attacks about that. Right. Specifically. She released that. She did. She released the fear, the single fear. I like that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Because we don't know. Maybe, maybe Miranda has a panic attack another time. It's true. She does still fe- overfeed her cat so that her cat won't eat her face off. And so Carrie's been screening pigs calls. And then he shows up. I actually love this. He shows up. He says, I'm glad you're alive. And he turns around and leaves, which is a little dramatic. And I know it's because he, you know, kind of wants to see her. But it's also like, yeah, dude, you made this choice. You called him. You reached out to him. You ditched him. And then you won't even return his call. But then she like brings him in. He says, don't do this, Carrie, after they start making out. And I was like, same, big. <laughs> I was. Like, I feel don't do this, Carrie, often. It's so confused. I'm so I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm sure they're both confused. I'm sure. Are you confused? I'm confused. Are you listening confused? I are Yes, listeners. Are you just perpetually confused? <laughs> Why are you listening to this podcast? Um, I'm always confused that we have a podcast. Me too. It never makes sense to me. They go on the cutest fucking date they've gone on so far. They because especially because her whole hang up about him was that he was Mr. Perfect and that he has this world she can't fit up in. They go fucking bowling and it's so cute. Bowling is one of those activities that I love to talk about doing and I I once I'm there. Oh, I actually love doing it. Really? We yeah. should go bowling. But you'd hate it. I do like it, but I do, it takes so long. It does. If you go if you go in like either like with like two people or you go with a big group so everyone can, you know, do their small thing. Yeah. It yeah, can be yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. Sure. Um, and they're, they're so into each other. I wrote that down too, because they they really are cutesy. It's like the cutesiest I felt they are. Um, still very heavy handed with the death references throughout this whole episode. Every pun is about death and rebirth and there's one coming up here. Nice shot. And big gets a strike. And he's he's so so cute cute and so excited about it because she tried to mess him up and she's being like cute girl drinking beer and they're. You know, they're just like being themselves. They just like, like each other, and their faces are so close. I'm emotional. You know when you like see a friend and a significant other like across the room at a party, and you just see them like have a moment, and you're like, mm. yeah, like when I cried at your Instagram. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> a little bit, but when someone you you love, you can just like see them. I'm like have like a. Con- I know. Like crying right they're now. really darling. This is like the most I've loved them so far, only because. The date is so cute. I didn't and know so if it was suicide or not. I didn't know if it was suicide or not. All I knew was Big and I had been reincarnated and I'd never felt more alive. Heavy handed death references Just through like the whole episode. Very cute. Also, they show them really having sex. You get like a little naked, I mean, no boob or anything, but you get like naked body Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. A little naked SJP, as a I wrote. A little naked. So. And that was that. How you feel? 
I feel good. It was a weird episode, but I liked a lot of parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a question I was going to ask at one point. Um, first, where can I get that fucking romper? Honestly. What do you think is a version of, I know we kind of asked this question sort of about different things, but, but I j- just the concept of Miranda being constantly shamed for being single, does that still apply? Do you think, um, and I know we've talked about this because there were like single episodes, but, or is there some version of that? I mean, I think there's like, I think doing anything as a woman that like is mm. normally associated with, with a man. Like, I think it's a little different because they're older. Like I'm not in a place where I can yeah, those even 10 years make a big difference. I could even think about buying an apartment. No. So like that may be something that's like never an option for me. Honestly, honestly, I don't think the way the world w- operates anymore is like millennials are going to grow up and buy houses and be like suburban parents in the same way our parents were. No, it's like not possible. I don't have the funds. Maybe if I book maybe. That, that movie that it needs. Yeah, baby. That movie I'm talking like I'm, you know, in the right, running. Right, right. I'm not. Yeah, any movie. Any The movie. You know, maybe I'll buy an apartment. That's the dream, obviously. Um, I feel like almost maybe a thought I had about it was like um, career-wise or like where depending on what kind of work you're doing, at what point. Sure. Um, people kind of sh- get shamey, but not, not outwardly, but it's like, oh, you have a real job or oh, no, you don't. Or, oh, you're doing, especially among people we know, it becomes a lot of as people peel away from the acting thing. Sometimes I feel like when I'm talking to people who aren't creative, mm-hmm. when I say that I'm an actor, the questions that I'm asked about it are super condescending. Absolutely. Especially in terms of I like. I think that's really legit. Oh, how does acting work? Are you. Oh. Like the guy who asked you how singing worked that was a bad date that was a bad day but people are very condescending i think about art career choices often uh-huh. period yeah it's hard and that's not exclusive to us now but i that was maybe something that felt similar and to like what miranda was going who, through people who think that like their high school acting career is like the same like right. they get it right because they were in lee Miz in high school and you're like yeah i'm trying to this is literally my life that i'm trying to I'm have like, fuck your face Fuck your face. Um, uh, who did you resonate with? Resonance wise, I think maybe. I think I feel um actually for the first time, really connected to Carrie in this episode because I, a I mean I don't feel like Charlotte. I do not feel like Samantha, and I don't really feel like Miranda, which makes it easy. But I do actually. It's not like process of elimination. That moment of feeling like whether or not it's in the out loud narrative. Being like, I'm not done with this person and the hope or the, the the butterflies of going to see them again and not knowing if it'll be that thing or not that thing is very real to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a shocking turn of events, I am uh, Carrie Miranda. <laughs> um, I actually had this thought today because there's that thing on 30 Rock where Liz is like really scared because I live alone. Yeah. That's the difference between yeah. you and me. That's true. Uh, one of them. Um I, I, f- I get freaked out if I'm even home alone. You know that thing where Liz like is afraid she's going to like slip out of the tub and die? Yes. I feel that yes. all the time. I believe it. And also today I, I burnt myself <gasps> on my wrist. Oh, I see it. And I was like, what would happen if I like accidentally? And this is crazy. Like this will right. never happen. But like hopefully. Yeah. Like if I like accidentally like cut, like started bleeding out. I know. And I was like. Who would I, what would I do in that situation? Like, I would, no one would find me. Like, would I just yeah. open my door and, like, call the police? Like, I had, like, a moment of, I had that literally today. Uh, hey, that's so funny. And I'd forgot that. That, that it was in yeah. this. So, that. I think about that, and I don't even live alone. I often spend some nights alone because I have busy roommates. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, like, also a really specific form that my anxiety takes and has taken, especially, like, last fall when I, I went through this, like, really intense anxiety months and my like biggest reoccurring I mean just to just so we're putting it out there I thought about death like constantly and my biggest was every night before I went to sleep I would play out this elaborate fantasy where something would happen aneurysm who knew but that because my door was closed and because I go up and go to work in the morning no one would even think until like three days from now to like open my door and figure out that I wasn't there which of course it wouldn't happen that way and you know I'd never get away for three days not at work with that but just that fear is so legit and you can't really do shit about it when it's just like anxiety brain Anxiety brain is the demon. It is. It is. And you know what? It's fucking cool that they put that on the screen. Yeah. Um, it is cool. Who did you um, and not then, know and you then, just said? 
also Carrie Miranda. for the same reasons yeah. that, okay. that you said for Carrie. Yeah. I mean, I think that the like Charlotte plot line is a little like kooky. It's gooby. Well, I think sometimes they dump those on Charlotte. Yeah, they do. Charlotte is a little bit. Because there's so because the moments when Charlotte surprises me and there's depth to her, I like her so much because I think it's an asset that this character is so much who she is and then also has nuances and thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. when she's just this like kooky, everyone needs a man, this guy who I met is perfect for me. There's no real depth or interest there, honestly. No, I agree. She just seems out of touch and poorly written sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. This was one of those episodes. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. And then Samantha, you know... Is the whore. Right. This and also like, isn't my favorite version of Samantha that they play. No. But you know what? Like, fuck that, too. If that's Samantha's thing and that's her, you know, that's how she... Those those women's husbands had a part of that, too. You know, it's not just, like, whore Samantha going around. No. There are two parties in every, every setup here. I agree. I agree. We're in agreement. It's almost like we feel similarly it's guys it's almost been exactly a year since brooke and i went out to barbecue for the first time um to become friends and then had no idea we would be doing a podcast a year later it's a year since i've gotten to the city today was my year of work anniversary i know it's a moment i love anniversaries yeah i i like the symbology i also think because we're the symbology is that a word yes it definitely is I I would put money on it. It sounds like a fake someone. Word. Yep, someone said this um, to my sister and I. It's I guarantee it's like ology. It's the study of symbols. Someone said this to my sister and I. I used this word like th- six months ago, and they were like, "That is not a word." And Mara was like, "No, she's right. Symbolic. We're like a word family, you know." And I was so validated. Um, I took that. Have you taken the time that Harry Potter quiz? I did. And you know what? It gave me an answer I've never had before. Me too. When I took it drunk and then I took it again sober and it got the answer that I'm not used it was, to. The way it was formatted though, I think I kind of like took it very haphazardly because when you have to rank things from a one to five, I never feel I confident about. It. Yeah. Symbology. I the study that. of symbols. Fuck that. It's a fucking word. I got Ravenclaw for the first time. I got Hufflepuff for the first time. And then I took it sober this morning and I got Slytherin with Hufflepuff. You know what's funny? When I took it. I got 0% Slytherin. I love that about you. I think it might be true. I'm not Gryffindor because she runs away when she's scared. Well, yeah, I'm not particularly brave. I don't really actually know what it is about me that has been Gryffindor all this time. I, I thought I was a Ravenclaw forever. Mm. But I have every every other thing, including Pottermore, I've ever taken has told me Gryffindor. So I don't know. I mean, embrace Maybe it. I'm a huff. You're not a huff. You probably are Griff with Huff, but you hang out in Hufflepuff. I think that's I, true. I think Hufflepuff is like by the kitchen. Yeah. Also, the social aspect of it in some ways feels Hufflepuffy for me. So We're making eyes at each other. I love Harry Potter. Talk to us about um, any of these things. Sex in the City, oh. Harry Potter. This can be a podcast about Harry Potter when we want it to be. That's all. It's not about friends. It's not about girls. It could be about Harry Potter. Could be. It Sometimes could be about Parks and Rec. Honestly, yeah, knowing us, it could actually, th- there are a couple of shows that the two of us are e- equally. Not to say that we don't love friends. Like girls, yeah. I have mixed feelings mm-hmm. about. Me also. Friends, I love with my whole body. Friends is a hard one for me only because it's one of those that like I didn't watch when everybody was when we were like kids. It's like this where I just, I, lo- I like friends. I and love I like, I like shows watching about it. New York in the 90s. Yeah, right. What else is there? Bring it A bunch of me. people have also been like, you have to watch Seinfeld. Kyle actually was like, you I've must never watch watched Seinfeld. Seinfeld. That's our next podcast. See you um, in six years. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <gasps> Go our, Cats. Our lady. Go Cats. I love her. Brooke? Yeah. Should we call it? I think so. Where can I find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Instagram, tumbling onto pool floats yep. at Brooke Wiseman and on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman. So just to clarify, on Twitter, there's an underscore, but on Instagram, there's no underscore. I don't know if you guys know this. One of Brooke's social media names has an underscore. <laughs> and one like, of them doesn't. It's true. Um, what about you, Miss Social Media Ma'am? <laughs> social Media Ma'am. I am on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin. And I'm on Instagram um, posting gooby pics all the time at Bridget M 37 Love you guys. Love you. Next week, we have a guest. We have a guest. I can't wait. I'm so psyched to hear what she has to say. We're psyched to hear what you have to say. Oh, collectively, we, we are, are at Splat, Splat Podcast, Podcast on anywhere Twitter that and social Instagram. media is found. That's true. And um, email us. You find us on LinkedIn. No. Download the ACAST app. I've been using it and it's so fucking cool. Yay. Follow us. Okay. Oh, 
Also, if you are on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Please. It makes our day. We got a new one the other day and it made me so happy. Really? Yeah, we Send did. Send us a little winky face. We love Send you. Send it to us. We love you. Um, we love Sex in the City. Talk to you in a week. Bye, babies. Bye. 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 Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.